It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys lose Randy Gregory in free agency. What happened? Why did it happen? We'll break it all down in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out at McCoolBCB. Uh, Landon, <laughs> what happened with Randy Gregory? We still don't know. I think that's that's the thing that uh, we're getting at. I think there is certainly some finger pointing at Stephen Jones going on based on reports that have uh, come out that Jerry brought everyone to the table and that uh, – uh, this is all via Patrick Walker, by the way, just to kind of credit everybody. Uh, yeah. to, uh, and then, uh, you know, apparently Stephen came back at the last minute to try to change some things in the, in the structure. Uh, and, and Randy took his ball and went, went home. And by home, he went to Denver, I guess. Uh, so signing a new deal with them. There's a lot of different angles on this. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that's what happened. Uh, I think we can speculate and hopefully – you know, maybe get some more answers on exactly the way things went down because you know that I have some interest there as well, yeah. and and I wonder if this is even actually all done. You know, this is a completely done deal at this point. Uh, all right, so let's just update everybody on the timeline yeah. of what happened because how this all played out is important. So on Monday night, the Cowboys agreed to a contract extension with Demarcus Lawrence, right? So we we can talk about that in a little bit, but. Basically, a three-year, $40 million deal with $10 million guaranteed in every year. Okay, That freed up a ton of cap space for the Cowboys. And when I went to bed last night, Landon, I actually looked at available cap space, and the Cowboys were ninth in the NFL. Yeah, they were top okay. 10. Yeah. Okay. So they had a bunch of cap space. Got up this morning, and there was the report from – I think it was uh, I think it was Ian Rappaport, the first report that the Cowboys are close to a deal worth around $13 million a year. And then it became common knowledge. The Cowboys signed him to a signed Randy Gregory to a five-year, seventy million dollar deal uh, with twenty-eight million guaranteed. DallasCowboys.com wrote about it. His agent went on one hundred five point three The Fan talking about the deal. Like he went on the fan saying, "Hey, yeah. the only reason that you know the Cowboys were able to sign this is Jerry Jones stepped up to the plate. Uh, they supported him during this entire time. Jerry is the one that made this deal possible." And then all of a sudden it breaks down. We see, we get a tweet from Michael Gelkin saying, Hey, this might not be over yet. As you mentioned, it sounds like there was some offset language that Stephen Jones insisted be in there. And now the Cowboys are in trouble because what do you do at defensive end now? How did you, the, the biggest problem is the Cowboys talk about retaining their own. That's the reason they don't do a lot in free agency is because they want to retain their own. 
if you can't even retain your own and they want to go elsewhere, what are we doing here? Well, I mean, I do think that this is a special circumstance here. I but mean, I, it sounds we, like we, it sounds like it is. But least. we've seen all right. So we've seen before players agree to deals and then back out of them before they become official. That's not uncommon, right? Anthony yeah. Barr did it a couple of years ago when he was yeah. leaving the Vikings to go to the the Jets, and then ultimately decided to come back to the the Vikings. You don't see it very often the other way around where somebody signs with a team and then backs out of their own deal and goes somewhere else. That just doesn't happen very often. And honestly, that's why I want to know what's going on because I, I understand that we're all quick to jump and, and, and blame Stephen Jones and, and, and obviously adding contract language after the deal is agreed is I, I can understand why that would be, you know, a, a terrible move, but, but having said that, I still don't understand, I guess, why the deal is finished like i guess why that you know it's not wednesday none of this stuff has been signed yet like all of this is just announcing these deals and frankly the 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 denver deal is just as legally binding as the dallas deal that was announced two hours previous it, it so. must be just about respect though that's that's yeah gregory must feel like hey i'm not respected the way that other teams are respecting me other teams are not going to put that language in so why should i have to listen to you guys or not i listen? guess I guess I'm surprised that it would just, it would fall down that quickly. You know what I'm saying? Like that there couldn't have been pushback in negotiation, especially when there's no deadline on this deal. Uh, you know, there's, I mean, even if it got done after Wednesday, that's fine too. So I, I guess, yeah, I mean, I understand like, you know, getting upset at the last minute of that, but I, I guess, you know, after, I mean, look, Peter Schaefer, that's his name, the agent, right? That came out like Peter Schaefer came out and said all these nice and flowery things about how the Cowboys were, you know, patient with them and all these things. And and like all it took was a kind of a, a, a circle back on a contract language to kind of make this deal not only fall through, but ha have them completely walk away from the table and then go commit to another side. So uh, I 100% I, I blame Stephen Jones for this. Like, yeah. you know, the, the, the last minute circle back. I guess my, the thing I am still, like, baffled by is why this needed to be the end of negotiations or is it the end of negotiations? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I there's always the chance that this is a leverage play to get what they want out of the Cowboys and, and have them come back. So who knows? I mean, but I think I would like to know more about what's going on here because – Obviously, uh, initial looks make Steven look really bad, but I, yeah. I think that looking past it a little bit, I, I want to know why that was just the end of it, and 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 there couldn't have been further negotiation past that. My guess is that he, Randy Gregory, was already feeling like he was taking a hometown discount, right? Because I saw that he liked a couple of tweets where he said that he got offered like four or five million dollars more, and he was already trying to help out the Cowboys, and now. I don't know. And now the Cowboys try to pull this on him. I can get why he's frustrated. And if there's another situation out there, you know, that's similar and they're not going to have that offset language. Why not? This is really Gregory's one big payday that he's going to get after all these years. So I, I, I don't want to get into this uh, realm that I've seen other people go where they're like, Randy Gregory should have signed with the Cowboys because he owed the Cowboys yeah, of something. No, of he not. absolutely didn't. But what I will say is that I am surprised that, you know, because of the relationship that they have built over time, that Randy wouldn't just like give them another chance to kind That's, of circle back. That's where I'm a little bit like, it, I don't unless love the that. offset language was so severe that it was just so insulting to Gregory, right? 
maybe that that had to be it right yeah i guess yeah i mean you know i i just think that how how yeah how bad was the offset language that steven was trying to put in there yeah listen i here's here's my bottom line here is i think steven jones did something he shouldn't have done absolutely what i don't know yet is did randy overreact to this and 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 pull the the contract and walk away willy-nilly because of yeah something small. And I think that that's fair to ask. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think there's no doubt that that kind of circling back and trying to change the structure on, uh, on an agreed contract is, is bad pool. Yeah. It's, it's not great. Um, all right. I want to keep talking about this, but before we do that, let's tell you guys about bet online. It's that time of year again, as college basketball tournaments are finally upon us from all of the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. Bet online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet online is your continued source for all of your sport uh, sport wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's let's talk about later what the Cowboys do now. Because you save this money to, to use on Randy Gregory. So you could have DeMarcus Lawrence, Gregory, and Parsons all rushing the passer. Where do you go from here? Because it feels like the only other, the two options are you just let the market play out and you sign guys like Doran Armstrong and stuff like that. Or you have to overpay for older pass rushers like Chandler Jones or Von Miller. You're going to have to pay them more than what you were going to pay Randy Gregory. So what should they do? Well, I guess I think they got to see what the market is, you know, for some of these guys. I mean, I'll, I got to kick around and see exactly what they're, you know, they're looking at. Uh, I think Dorrance Armstrong becomes a uh, plan B in combination with somebody else. I don't think it would be just Dorrance Armstrong by himself. Uh, but I think that likely, you know, whatever solution, probably maybe a draft pick in Dorrance Armstrong or, uh, uh, you know, a veteran, like you mentioned with one of these guys. I mean, there are guys on the market. It's not like they, the Cowboys don't like the cover is completely bare there. It, it's uh, not, it's just, I really like the Gregory deal. Well, like, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I, so, so now it's, it's just, you're taking on guys with, I mean, some serious age concerns. Like there, there's Chandler Jones and Von Miller. Do you want either of those guys at 16, 17 million a year? I, I mean, it's a, it depends on what the deal is. Like, if is it a short-term deal, then potentially, if if you think you have something, they have something left. I mean, I think it's tough because they're older, but those guys have been mostly pretty reliable for despite their age. Um, How about you like? Know, I mean, some people want to know about like Zadarius Smith, who's coming off a back injury. 
you know, I, I think that they'll they'll kick the tires on all these guys. But you know, there's, I mean, the the, the point is, is that there is a list of guys that are available. It's not like there isn't any starting right defensive ends available on the market. There are, and there's guys in the draft as well. It's just not the solution that we wanted. We wanted Randy Gregory. So yeah. uh, it's not like they don't have options here. It's not like the cupboards bare. It's there are actually a lot of options if they wanted to get get somebody else, whether it's a temporary solution or a long term solution. Uh, that I think that depends on the kind of player they're going after. But again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Dorrance Armstrong come back on on a, on a deal, uh, and then that in combination with maybe another guy, I, I think is probably what you're looking at for a solution here. Um, it's not Randy Gregory, but it's it's, not, it's no. what they're going to have to make do. Yeah, I mean, the hard part is you know after that the deal was announced and it sounds and well, we're going to talk about Molly cooker and it sounds like yeah, Curse is back. Um, yeah. It felt like, you know, the Cowboys are one veteran linebacker away from the defense being set going into the draft, right? Where you didn't have to reach on a position and you felt pretty good about the, the, all their spots. Now it's okay. We have a massive hole at right defensive end. We have a massive hole at left guard. We need a receiver. It's just, it's, it's going to be tough for them at this point to field a better team. I mean, it, it was going to be tough for them anyways, but to lose Randy Gregory and Amari and Connor Williams and Cedric Wilson, and maybe Lyle Collins all in the same off season is tough. Uh, you know, I mean, that's just the nature of the NFL. Uh, when you, when you have contracts coming out your ears at this point, some of these guys are going to go, uh, they got to find a way to improve them and, and get better. And, and, you know, I think the Randy Gregory one really hurts because they, they had plans to bring him back. Um, but I also think that, you know, that it's, it's, it certainly could be worse. Like they certainly have solutions out there available. So what would you them. like them to do? Is there a guy that stands out to you that you would like to see them target? I mean, I, like I said, I think that you, you, you look at, I can, I'm okay with signing Von Miller to a short-term deal. I, I, if they can find a way to make it work with one of the higher-end guys, I mean that's great. I mean, look at kick the tires on some of these other guys. Maybe they want a cheaper free, uh, older free agent. Maybe they want uh, a Justin Houston and combined with another guy. You know, maybe they sign two guys for that money that are lower-end veteran guys to kind of rotate in that spot. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of different ways to to kind of solve this. Uh, the question becomes, you know, like how do they want to go about doing it? Do they want to try to get one veteran guy to solve it? Do they want to try to solve it with a combination of free agent and a draft guy? Um, you know, I, I think the, the shift moves to kind of solving the position maybe through you know, multiple players as opposed to just, just one deal with like someone like Randy Gregory. Do you consider making a trade for Daniel Hunter, who basically has two years left on his deal at $30 million a year? If they're interested, I, I certainly could do a trade like that. I mean, I like Daniel Hunter. They're very similar players in the way they play, I think. Uh, it, he's a little bit younger uh, than Gregory, so uh, that would be uh, maybe even an upgrade on the situation for the for the long term. So Now, he's only played seven games over the last two years. Yeah, that's the issue, obviously. He's, he's dealing with some yeah. a lot of injury stuff. Um you know, so uh, and and maybe <laughs> maybe he's even less willing to take an injury waiver type deal. Oh, I'm sure it would be right. So uh, yeah, I mean, it, I think you know, th- like I said, there's lots of different ways to solve this. Uh, they, the Cowboys do have options here. It's not like 
like I said, it's not like there's nothing that they can do here and they're screwed. Um, it's just that not the option that, that they wanted. They liked Randy Gregory. They did this deal with Lawrence to try to, you know, secure him. And, uh, you know, obviously it did not work out, or at least it looks like right now it's not working out. All right. So let's let's try to talk about some of these other moves without thinking of Randy Gregory, because that would just really bother me. <laughs> DeMarcus Lawrence did take a pretty significant pay cut to help them out. Uh, he had a cap number of what, 27 million this year. Uh, now his cap number is down to, I think it's 14 or 16 or something like that. Uh, but it guarantees him that he's going to be on the team for the next three years. Uh, he's still one. I think he's one of the better values now at defensive end, considering the price he's getting paid less than what Randy Gregory is getting paid. Uh, I think it was a, a great move for both sides, especially for the Cowboys. I think Demarcus Lawrence did them a huge favor. Absolutely. I mean, I think you know that was a real kind of leadership move. I mean, he wanted to retain, help retain Randy Gregory. Uh, you know, and <laughs> I mean, again, <laughs> I, I thought we were going to mention Randy Gregory. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it, I didn't know it was going to throw us into a tailspin if we did. So I, I, I won't mention know. Randy anymore. I'll call him Margie. But it's yeah. Archie. That's why the no, Archie. We'll just uh, we'll go by initials, so it doesn't it doesn't uh, make anybody upset. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that they signed a deal because they knew that they needed more players at the position. He wanted to stay in Dallas. It, it, it's probably one of the situations where he knows that he only wants to play three more years, and he'd rather yeah. just stay in Dallas because he lives here and he's got his home here. So it worked out for both sides, and it allows you the opportunity to sign someone like Hooker, to potentially sign someone like Curse, and into nice deals and bringing them back. And and you know if it's not Rand if it's not RG I'm sorry uh, then then you still have money to sign a, a quality defensive end in, in, in the market and in you know and on top of that sign the guys you you want with, with at safety so uh, yeah it was a huge deal we should not downplay this because no, this is a really really big deal and and the Cowboys got an incredible value uh, for one of the top defensive ends in the league yeah I, we can talk about how much of a disaster the Randy Gregory situation is and was because it is right. I mean, it's, it doesn't happen to competent front offices, but they did get a massive win with the Marcus Lawrence deal because his cap number was going to be pretty crippling to their free agent plan, you know, plan and strategy. And now they freed up a bunch of cap space and they guarantee that he's going to be on the team for the next three years. And we, we actually talked about this yesterday uh, in a DM, but you are paying him during his age 30, 31 and 32 seasons but I'm not really worried about it because I think this is the type of player whose game is going to age well because he's never relied on super athleticism or super quickness or anything. It's hand technique and footwork and power, and I think he's going to be able to do all those things at a high level for the next two or three years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that you know he's one of those guys whose game is not necessarily built on his physical attributes. It's built on his skill those are the guys whose games kind of age well, uh, you know, his hand, his hand play and his, and his, uh, you know, kind of past rush plan. Those are things that are going to, you know, just kind of continue to get better as you see with some more snaps. So, yeah, I, I think this is one of those guys that you don't mind signing in, in the later part of his career because uh, his, his athleticism tailing off a little bit, like all people do, isn't going to be uh, exactly, you know, the kind of, uh, detriment that it is to a lot of players that you see at that same similar age. Uh, just really quickly to update the Randy Gregory situation. Uh, according to Mike Fisher, our guy, he said that the the part of the agreement that got 
Gregory upset was because of a behavioral clause and off the field stuff they didn't want him to do. Mm, okay. All right. I don't know what that I, means. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know um, what that even means. Like, I don't like what behavioral. I, I mean, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I've seen teams before like have clauses. And I, I, again, I'm not, I have no idea if this is true, but like you can't play basketball. Right. I know that's in a lot of the Cowboys contracts is they don't want them playing basketball in the off season because they're afraid of injuries. Could it be something like that or uh, who knows, but it doesn't make me feel any better. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's talk about another deal that the Cowboys made on Tuesday and actually one that I think was a really, really smart deal. But before we do that, let's tell you guys about rock auto uh, with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock up on all of the parts you need. Rock Auto uh, has everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that they sent we sent you, excuse me. Uh, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Big deal for the Cowboys. They signed Malik Hooker to a two-year, $8 million deal. I think it was only $4 million guaranteed. We kind of anticipated that this would happen, that they would choose Hooker over DeMonte Casey. Uh, I'm just glad it happened because can you believe that Malik Hooker is only 25 years old? 25. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, he was coming. He when he came out, he was really young. Uh, as part of what made him such an attractive uh, uh, prospect in my eyes is that he was, like I said, the best free safety I've ever seen in college, uh, and he uh, was young. Was incredibly yeah. young coming yeah. out. Um, so yeah, the Cowboys got, uh, an incredible deal here for a guy that I think is on the rise. I mean, I, I think agree. as, as the end of the season was coming around, he was playing incredible football, uh, better and better football. So I'm excited to see what he has. Uh, you know, it seems like some of the injury stuff is hopefully behind him. Uh, he's got a coming in with a full off season after having played a full season. Um, so I, I'm excited about the future with Malik Hooker there. Uh, and, and what that what that it's going to allow, and and I think that this is the kind of thing that like uh, the Cowboys aren't getting enough credit for. You know what I'm saying? Like they brought in Malik Hooker last year on a cheap deal. They got good play from him, mm-hmm. uh, and then they they parlayed that into a cheap contract for a guy that you know could be playing eventually at a Pro Bowl level. He has that kind of talent. Um, so I I I I like you know I think for all the other kind of crap that's been going on at different points the cowboys between the demarcus lawrence and the malik hooker situation yesterday 
uh, they did a lot of good things to kind of help rebuild that team. And, and hopefully that, that kind of sets the stage also for uh, J. Ron Curse to come uh, come back and, and, and uh, you know, sign with the Cowboys as well. And suddenly you've got a very yeah. good safety duo. Uh, just really quickly on Malik Hooker's injury history. 2017, he had a hip tear. 2017, he had a groin injury. 2017, tore his ACL and MCL. That was a brutal year for him. 2018, yeah. hip injury. 2018, yep, continue with the hip injury. 2019, he had a Liz Frank injury. 2019, at the end of that year, or sorry, in September, he had a torn meniscus. 2020, he had a torn Achilles. Lana, this is the first year since 2016 where he's not rehabbing a major injury. It's like got to feel really good about where he might be at, you know, at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting. And and hopefully, you know, after, uh, three and a half, four solid years of kind of dealing with, uh, you know, collateral damage from lower body injuries and kind of, you know, you, you see that stuff all the time where it kind of cascades into each mm-hmm. other, right? You know, a, a, an ACL tear suddenly becomes a hip issue, suddenly becomes a calf issue. You know, it's just like they, you know, the compensation required to heal themselves from these injuries sometimes causes more injuries in other areas. So, uh, the fact that he was able to get through that and kind of, you know, put some distance there and now going into a completely healthy offseason where he's not having to rehab, he's fully just getting into the offseason workout, uh, that could be a really huge thing for him. Yep. And, 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 and again, a guy that has a talent just pouring out of him. And, and you saw it at different points. If he can kind of finally get a full offseason under his belt, he didn't actually go through – I mean, if you remember, he didn't go through training camp – Really, he didn't do anything in training camp. He didn't do really anything in the OTAs. Nothing. He nope. was well behind his recovery uh, versus you know what we saw from, uh, yep. from yeah. So I, I think that you're going to see it this year that he's going to get a full off season and the benefits that he's going to get hopefully will reflect in the regular season next year. And he gets to stay with the same defensive coordinator and the same scheme, uh, assuming they bring back Jaron Curse, which. I guess we can't assume anything anymore, but I just I think they will bring him back. I the safety trio of Hooker, uh, Curse, and Donovan Wilson's a pretty good one. And if you have a guy down the road that you like in Israel Makamu, a uh, pretty good unit. A uh, couple other little things: Jeremy Sprinkle back with the Cowboys, not unexpected, right? Because uh, now you've got Dalton Schultz, you've got Sean McEwen, you got Jeremy Sprinkle. And that's the tight end room that you basically had all last year anyways. It's fine. You probably if, – if there's a value in day three of the draft at tight end, you can do that. But I'm fine with those three being my tight end uh, room next year. Well, I, I think on top of that, especially since you're expecting at least some – you know, improvement as well from Sean McEwen, you know, like that, that he will yeah. Uh, yeah. probably make a move to kind of be that tight end too. Right. Um, you know, I don't know if, you know, he's going to necessarily get there, but that's that, that I'm sure, sure. Is something that he will uh, definitely be making a move on. And at least the, the there should be improvement in the room uh, just based on, on, on that. And I, I think, you know, Schultz still is young, still continue, yep. continue to yep. get better as well. So yeah, they're bringing back the a crew. I don't know that you're going to get much more from sprinkle outside of blocking. Uh, no, but you're not going to give him more stops. Now he did play 253 special team snaps last year. He's just good. he's going to be on the field for a lot of those special team snaps, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So he's, he's really the perfect third tight end to have. Now the cap, the question is, can McEwen be tight end too? We'll see. A uh, couple other things before we head out. 
Connor Williams gets a two-year, $14 million deal from the Dolphins. I actually thought that was kind of cheap. Would you have been interested in bringing him back at that price? Yeah. I mean, actually, I, I, I saw that number, and I was like, I, I don't know. That that seems like something I would be interested in. I know Cowboys fans hate Connor Williams, um, but I, I think that he was a better-than-average NFL Absolutely. guard, uh, and I think that, that that number kind of reflects something similar to that. And – uh, you wouldn't have to spend. You wouldn't have had to spend your first round pick on a left guard, right? Like yeah, you could necessarily use that to draft a defensive end, well, or a wide receiver, <laughs> or a wide receiver. And speaking of wide receivers, Cedric Wilson goes to the Dolphins. Same team, three year deal. I believe it was like twenty three ish million. Um, I actually really like that fit in Mike McDaniel's offense. He can do some things out of the slot. He can be your kick returner, punt returner. Uh, he can work outside no block. So I think that's a. I think that's a good. A good spot for him. Yeah, I, I, I obviously, uh, uh, Mike McDaniel's a fan of the Dallas Cow, the twenty twenty one Dallas Cowboys. He's already signed two so far. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think he's a good fit for what McDaniel likes to do. Um, he's, he's versatile. He can kind of line up in a bunch of different spots. Uh, so yeah, I think he's a, a fantastic guy. To, uh, if he's your wide receiver three or your wide receiver four, uh, I think if you ask him to do kind of more than that. Uh, you may not get quite the returns you're hoping for on a consistent basis, but I think he certainly can be very good as a part of a larger uh, wide receiver yeah. room. And, and that's what he's going to be there. They've got Devontae Parker. They've got Jalen Waddle. They've got Mike Isecki, who kind of operates as the big slot. Let him be the third receiver, the kind of the gadget guy. Miami has a, bu- a bunch of money to spend. I think it makes sense. Did, would it have made sense for the Cowboys to bring him back at that price? Probably not. But I think he had more value across the league. I agree. I think you know if uh, if the Cowboys had the opportunity, they probably would have liked to. But he did price himself out by playing really well last year and, and, and really kind of opening up the free agent market for himself. Uh, you want a comp pick update for the Cowboys or no? Uh, yeah, let's hear it because I, I mean any any kind of positive news at this point would be great, right? Uh, a fourth round pick for Randy Gregory and two sixth round picks at this point. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, all yeah. about that 2023 run, baby. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, it kind of still points to that, right? Like we're still kind of looking to, forward to that 2023 season. And, and even with the, look, as much as everyone is kind of down on things, I, I think you look at where the Cowboys are with the, with the signings they made yesterday, you know, they still got some work to do obviously with Randy Gregory's situation, not working the way it wanted to, but I think that they're not in the worst spot that they could be, you know, they, they, they still have a lot of, they still got room, the cap room because the, the deal didn't go through. Uh, and there's still some guys available that they can plug in here. But uh, yeah, I think again, we're seeing what we've talked about. Like right? last year was the shot and this year they're going to try to do what they can to get, put themselves in the position. But I mean, uh, it's going to take efforts by some of these younger players stepping up because they are not going to be able to retain everybody that they had on the team last year. One last question. Do you think the way this Randy Gregory situation full out, you know, played out, do you think that's going to hurt them in other deals this year and for future guys? Like, do you think Micah Parsons and Trevon Diggs are looking at this deal like, hey, they're not all that loyal. Like, they're going to put offset stuff in here. They're, they're going to tell you how much we love you. But when it comes to contract time, you know, they're pretty brutal. Maybe. You know, I mean, but I think all these NFL teams are certainly like that in some ways. I mean, every every team's got their stories about this. 
the Cowboys aren't the only team that try to play hardball. And frankly, the Cowboys have been on the receiving end of some terribly le- out leveraged deals too. So, I mean, you could look at that or you could look at how Zeke was able to leverage them into a deal that they didn't want, you know, and, and look at it either way. I don't know that this is, um, yeah, I think if anything that maybe what it does is that it makes agents want to deal directly with Jerry, Jerry himself instead of trying to Steven. deal with Steve, yeah. Steven. And maybe that's the idea. Maybe that they're trying to play a good cop, bad cop situation. And uh, it's just played out at this point. Yeah. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. I promise we'll try to be more optimistic and happy tomorrow. Um, <laughs> we'll see how that works out. Uh, follow the show on YouTube, Locked on Cowboys. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Cowboys. Download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.